welcome to Richa Chats, a weekly podcast where I share stories and information from books, people, and resources we can all learn from, and hopefully leave feeling a little better. How is everyone? I hope you guys are doing really well, and I look forward to this every week. Last week, I shared a glimpse into some of the challenges people of different backgrounds are facing. And then I talked about feeling not good enough, judged, and the thoughts that arise when one is in this liminal space of uncertainty. This week's episode is about believing in yourself even when times are tough. Everyone has a few winter seasons in their life, and hopefully this episode will be the pep talk you need if you're going through one right now. I'll share some stories that keep me going, and I'll also share some quotes from people that I look up to, and I hope they help if you're in a similar situation. All right, without further ado, let's get started. When I was younger, my mom would tell me stories at night. And there was one that stuck with me throughout the years. It goes like this. There once was a town comprised of frogs, and one day a group of them decided to see which one was the bravest and the strongest. To test their strength and their bravery, they decided that whoever was able to reach the top of a tall tree first would win the title of bravest and strongest of all the frogs. On the day of the race... The competitors all gathered, and so did a bunch of frog spectators. The race began, and the competitive frogs took off. However, one of the frogs in the race couldn't hear. As the frogs began to climb higher and higher up the tree, the voices of their frog friends turned from curious to discouraging. They shouted at the frogs and told them to come back down and that it was too dangerous. Slowly, one by one, the frogs decided to agree with the voices coming from the bottom and they began to come back down. All of them came back down except for the frog that had difficulty hearing. This frog saw the people below him but he thought they were cheering him on instead of dissuading him. So this frog keeps going and ultimately reaches the top of the tree and earns the title of bravest and strongest frog. The moral of the story is that sometimes we do things that are hard and new to us. Along the way, people might discourage us or make us feel like we can't do it. But the story shows us that other people's opinions don't determine our potential unless we let it in. In fact, the story shows that those who don't internalize what others say are the ones that end up eventually succeeding. Sometimes I feel like I need these stories more as an adult than I did as a child. I've realized that whenever I take risks, nine out of nine times, The downside that I'm most afraid of is the feeling of being humiliated in public. 
I don't really have nine risks I'm taking. I'm just rounding up to the nearest nine. Um, But what I've learned and continue to remind myself is that sometimes when we're doing something hard, others that are on a different life path might try to dissuade us or give us reasons for why it won't work. And when that feedback isn't constructive or helping me get to where I want to go, it's important for me to remember that what others think doesn't matter. And so I have to remind myself to tune it out. There's a quote by Lao Tzu that goes perfectly with this topic. It goes like this, Care about what others think and you will always be their prisoner. I'll say it again. Care about what others think and you will always be their prisoner. This quote, along with the fictional story, are both really good examples um, and really applicable to our society today because a lot of times the judgment that society deems on people isn't based on seeing people as limitless beings or even based on what that person is truly capable of. Instead, the judgment society casts on people can be limiting, and if one adjusts their aspirations in accordance with what others think, it can come at the cost of fulfilling their greatest desire. A good example that comes to mind as an example of this lesson is President Obama. Long before he ran for president, there was one period in his life where he ran in a congressional race and lost by like 30 points, which is not a close race. And when describing this period in his life, he said, quote, don't underestimate the public humiliation of losing in politics, end quote. And he basically goes on to emphasize the emotional impact of that rejection and that the loss was really hurtful. After that election, financially, he wasn't doing so well. Emotionally, he was feeling down. And so to pick his spirits up, he goes to the DNC. I know we have international listeners, so the DNC is the Democratic National Convention, which is this huge convention for one of the major political parties in America. And the convention that year was held in Los Angeles, California. So he flies out there and he goes to rent a car to get to the DNC and his credit card is rejected. He eventually gets the money to rent the car and then he gets a pass for the DNC. But the pass he got was basically useless. Like, according to President Obama, the pass they gave him back then was basically one that just allowed him to walk up and down the halls. Now, he goes there with his friend, and his friend tries to get him access beyond just walking up and down the halls and actually into some of the events. But the people who were in charge of deciding who to let in and who not to let in were basically like, who's he? He doesn't have the right credentials, da 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 And so President Obama at the time went there, well, at that time he wasn't president, so he went there in hopes of lifting his spirits. Um, but after these experiences, he decided he had had enough and actually wound up leaving the DNC early. At that point in his career, he started reconsidering a political career altogether. Thank goodness he didn't give up, because this experience I just mentioned was four years before President Obama gave that speech at the DNC. 
the powerful transformational speech that brought him to the forefront of the nation's attention and ultimately gave him the recognition he needed for his presidential run. It's stories like this that remind me, others might not see your worth or potential, but in these times, you have to keep going and what will define the outcome of your life is that you know your worth. Actually, I have moments of feeling doubtful or uncertain in my own life from time to time, and I tell myself this mantra which goes, know your worth, Richa, know your worth, and then what's my worth? More than I think it is right now. (laughs) That's a good place to start. And lastly, as I was preparing this episode, I came across a quote on Hillary Clinton's Instagram, and it goes like this, quote, So many young people, and disproportionately young women, begin to doubt themselves. You start to worry that you're not smart enough, you're not good enough, and I'm here to tell you that you are." Now, that quote is the perfect way to bring this episode to a close. I hope you found this episode meaningful, or that something from this episode resonated with you. It's my honor to have you as a listener, and if you know someone who can benefit from hearing this episode as well, invite them to our growing family of listeners and to submit ideas for the podcast. Also, if you have a topic you'd like to have discussed, send me a voice message through the link below. I'm here to listen. You can also send me a message on Instagram, and I'll leave a link to both below. I'm looking forward to next week's episode. Until then, take care and I'll see you next time on Reach Chats.